0: Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week it's uh, part two, talking about the ASAP, mainly in rescue situations. We looked at um, hauling a casualty uh, who's um, hanging on the ropes on the last episode. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go and have a look at that uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, we also had a look at uh, being rescue ready using a asap and a descender in a setup as always before we get on into it if you could subscribe to the podcast um, follow us on facebook would be amazing and um, get in touch let us know what you think let us know what you think we should cover it's always great to chat to you guys but let's have a look at the uh, asap in a uh, hauling situation so i um, going to give you a basic setup so, if you can imagine this one, you're up on a platform somewhere. This could be on assessment, it could be on a work site, you know, and you need to get a casualty um, up to that platform. So they're lying on the ground. It's a basic haul, though, I think, would be the uh, category we put this under. Send the end of two ropes down, tying in barrel knots, figure of eights, carabiner on them. And there's somebody down the bottom who attaches those carabiners to the casualty and then up the top you have a descender id rig serious clutch whatever you're lucky enough to have in your bag and you put that on one of the lines and you turn that into a hauling system three to one redirected whatever you need to set up and then on the other line you're going to use the um the petso asap so the asap's attached into the anchor you've got the directional carabiner put in there as well so it's all running smooth and then that's going down to the casualty. So my big question is, where is that ASAP line attached onto the casualty? Do we attach it into their sternal? And so it's attached to the uh, to the correct attachment on the harness for an ASAP to be in the system? Because the only thing that's really changed here, if you were using it in a conventional way, is the ASAP's attached to a anchor... And the casualty was attached to a rope rather than the rope being attached to an anchor and the casualty being attached to the ASAP, if that makes sense. So do we attach it onto the chest, um, onto that sternal point? And then what do we do with with the hauling line? Because we'd like some independence, do we attach that to the ventral, to the waist? But if we do that, that means that we're going to be hauling the casualty up by their waist. So The backs of their heels and the back of their head could be uh, meeting, you know, as you're dragging them up from that midpoint. Wouldn't it be more comfortable and a better process to attach the hauling line onto the chest? So do we have both points attached to the chest? Do we attach the ASAP line to the waist, to the ventral? But then isn't that, you know, going against what the manufacturer says that the ASAP needs to be connected to the sternal or dorsal part on the harness do you attach one on the front one on the back you know there's a few options uh obviously you could have everything attached onto one point under the irada system they say that you need independence from your anchorage uh all the way through to your harness so when we get to the harness we can have everything attached to the harness as a lot of people do they tie all their cows tails into the 1d but is there a better way we could do it Is there a way we could set this up? Obviously, we're tying a knot and we're sending it down. There's a few different ways that I've played around with this over the years, but I think my preferred method is having the um, hauling line attached onto the sternal and then with the backup line, tying bunny's ears, uh, double loop figure of eight, and attaching that with one to the uh, sternal and one uh, loop to the... Uh, ventral so this means that now we have the hauling on the um on the chest and the asap line is also attached to the chest but if for whatever reason you know we had a failure in that harness and you know it's one point yes one's never failed, but then why do we have two points so let's look at aiming high here so then we can adjust the um adjust the two loops so it's sitting nicely so if there is a uh, mainline failure they're still going to be held in that upright position so you could uh, support them in an upright position if you needed to then carry on hauling them or lowering them off or whatever it is advantages i find with uh, this particular setup is you could have a real small barrel knot um, on the main line clipped into the chest so that gives you lots of uh, headroom for when you're hauling the casualty up you can get them really close to your hauling system when you're hauling them up so that works quite well and also you've got that independence on the two lines if for whatever reason you needed to change the system around um, you know to haul on the other line or whatever you've then got you're still hauling the person in that upright position so it seems to work quite well I know uh, quite a few assessors if they see setups like this that's getting people closer to an excellent on assessment day rather than you know, just having two uh, carabiners clipped into the uh, into the chest, into the sternal. So that's uh, that's my thoughts on the ASAP in this sort of basic hauling system. Next one I wanted to chat about, um, going off topic a little bit, but um, same topic I guess. If we're doing the same system, and let's just get rid of the ASAP. You know, let's not use the ASAP there. Let's use two um, descenders on the haul in. Doesn't really change it that much. Uh, it's on the on the lower where the ASAP comes into its own. That it's easier to lower off on the um, on a single descender and the ASAP. But we now got two IDs. It's run with uh, two petal IDs. So we're hauling on one line, and then we're taking in the slack on the other one. So uh, my big question is, how much slack can you have in that uh, second line? I'm sure a few of you are shouting out numbers at me as we stand, um, which is great. Definitely reach out if you've got some answers to this one. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and, uh, and then I'm sure you can disagree with me, but definitely reach out and let me know. So is there a magic number? Is it one metre? Is it two metres? Is it 600 mil? Um, in Australia, we have a thing called limited freefall, which is... Um, you can't fall a distance greater than 600 mil without having a fall arrest device in there. So that sort of makes it pretty straightforward for for us. Um, problem being that if I was going to spin it around, so we're not doing a haul now. We're now doing a uh, we're belaying somebody. Somebody's climbing some structure. Either they're climbing up towards us somewhere at the top, or we're doing some sort of lead climbing. Uh, you're going to need to put some sort of slack into that system. With like the assisted aid that we do and stuff like that, so how much slack is an acceptable number? I'd most probably be around the 600 to 800. They seem to be uh, numbers that are used quite a lot with uh, the STEC duck for the length of cows' tails, and uh, the 600 being for limited freefall. But that's a thing in Australia only. So when does the when does the assessor start to get upset or start to get nervous and start handing out? minors and majors is it when there's a loop of rope that's going down past their knees or you know how much i don't have a magic number i'm just sort of uh, throwing this one out there and seeing what people think for me personally it's the same as ascending up a set of ropes when i'm ascending i am um, on my chest ascender and hand ascender i'll make two moves and then i will move my back up and i do the same when i'm hauling i'll uh I'll pump it up um, on a three-to-one. I'll reset it, I'll go again, and then I will take that slack in. Got to remember that I'm uh, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, so I'm not doing massive strokes on that hauling, so that seems to work for me. It may be that you have to, after every reset, take in the slack. Other options always, uh, if you've got somebody else who can just be there taking the slack in with you, you can set it up that you're hauling on both lines at the same time, especially if you start using things like a, um, a Petzl shunt. You know, you get a couple of those in the system, everything will be uh, tight and there'll be no slack in the system at all. So yeah, there's, uh, there's some of my thoughts on uh, on the hauling with uh, two uh, descender devices, just how you could set that up. And uh, with the ASAP, just some food for thought, where do we attach that um, rope from the ASAP onto the harness, where does it need to be attached into as always thanks for listening through on this Uh, if you could do me a massive solid then uh, share these episodes with your friends that would be amazing get the word out there trying to uh, educate people out in the industry reach out to us if you've got any questions if there's anything you think we should chat about if you've had any discussions on site and you want me to run through some stuff always happy to help with that if there's anybody who's keen to come in for a chat tell us about what you've done in Rope Access where you've been, what you've been up to that's always good I'm looking to do some more of that But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers.